You're listening to The Lively Show, episode 275. Welcome to The Lively Show. I'm your host, Jess Lively, and this blogcast is designed to uplift, inspire, and add a little extra intention to your everyday. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you so much, as always, for listening. Today's episode is sponsored by my obsession, Four Sigmatic. I love Four Sigmatic drinks. They have these powdered drinks. You can get teas, you can get coffees, cacao mixes, you name it, with superfoods built in. So not only are you enjoying teas and coffees and cacao mixes, which are basically fancy, healthier hot chocolate, as I understand it, you also get these superfood mushrooms built into them. They have half the caffeine for the coffees. There's no jitters, no crash, and no stomach issues, which are all the things that I'm not the biggest fan of when it comes to espresso or lattes or coffees. This stuff is so good. I drink it every single day. I drink about three to four, sometimes even five cups of it. I do a mix of the mushroom coffee with cordyceps plus the mushroom hot cacao mix. I love this combination so much that, like I said, I'm drinking an obscene amount. I'm not even sure that the founders would tell me that I should drink that much. But you know what? I'm not going to shut on myself. I'm going to follow my alignment. And it has come to this. Thankfully, there's only half the caffeine. So I, as I drink this massive amount, I'm not necessarily flying off the walls. But I love it so much. It is totally one of my favorite things to do when I wake up in the morning. And I remember that commercial, like, something about waking up and folders in your cup. I feel like for me waking up, one of the things that gets me out of that bed that makes me so happy to do so is this combination. I hope you try this or any of the other ones that you might like. There's Rishi and many other options. It's just these two for me are where it's at. I also have been restocking it twice a week. I get three boxes of each of those at a time while I'm waiting for an order to arrive from Four Sigmatic themselves. They have a huge, massive order for me on the way, but I've probably restocked four or five times since I last ran out because, like I said, I really do love this stuff, guys. Even if they weren't a sponsor, I'd be still drinking this just as much as I already am. If you want to try it and get 15% off of your purchase, go over to foursigmatic.com slash lively and use the code lively to get that 15% off of your purchase. I really hope you love it as much as I do. Now, where am I? I'm in Sydney working on C-School Live. So excited for C-School Live. If you haven't listened, if you go back a few episodes, you'll hear me share about C-School, which is Consciousness School. It is happening here as a live event first here in Sydney in June. If you want to join us or learn more, you can go to cschool.io. Tickets are still available, though they are filling up, and it's so exciting to be able to be cooking up everything we're working on for this event. It's going to be so much fun to show everybody what I love about Sydney so much. And also this experience is going to truly change the lives of so many people because it's going to give you the tools for how to use the other 95% of your mind that so far is being used by you, but not deliberately used by you. We're going to learn how to use our brainwaves deliberately. It's so exciting and it's changed my life so much and I'm excited to share it with you as well. Okay, guys. So today... I know you guys are excited about the Crystal episode, first of all. Can I just say, I put a picture on Instagram the other day, and I was hoping to air it for this week, but the interview didn't flow to happen this week, so we're going to break it up. We're going to do an LOA Q&A, kind of. There's some questions you guys have asked me about alignment, which is obviously related to law of attraction in many ways, but also we will have the Crystal episode coming up hopefully next week or the week after. So do not worry, there will be a Crystal show, but for now, I'm going to do a 
Q&A, just an old-fashioned Q&A like I used to do so many moons ago. This one is all sorted by subject. So I had Raven, one of our awesome Team Lively members, go through all the questions many months ago that you guys submitted on Instagram, and I had her sort them by subject so that I can do episodes that are Q&As by topic so that you can look at specific topics you're most interested in and have all of them put together. So by far, the number one section of all of the different forms of questions that were asked was about alignment. So this episode is all about the alignment. Call it the alignment show, if you will, and let's get started. All right, so this first one is, and I've not looked at any of these, so this is, again, straight off the cuff, right from the top of my head, which is one of the favorite ways I like to listen to my own podcast, so here we go. We have Scruffy Stella, who said, I'm very new to all this. Please, can you explain exactly what alignment is and how you get into it? What is the daily practice? Loving your podcasts. All right, this is actually a really great question to start with. What is alignment and how do you get into it? Actually, also, oh, this is so cool. I forgot to mention this. Flow with Intention, which is my online course I've taught several times. We now have 44 hours of content for the 101 level and 117 hours of content for the masterclass level. Obviously, I've done this for literally 117 hours, I've taught about this subject and going far deeper than what we're going to go into on any podcast, including today. So if you want to know really, really how to apply this stuff and go far deeper than what the show does, go over to flowwithintentiononline.com. You can now sign up and join whenever you want and start downloading and streaming this stuff and listening to this right away. So you're going to get all of the information. It's no longer done twice a year. We're actually moving on. There's so many people that have taken flow. We're going to an advanced course next year. So we're going beyond flow, but it has truly changed the lives of over a thousand people and the alignment and the joy, you can literally hear it in their voice. It's funny because a lot of people say about my show that when they go back to older episodes, they can hear the shift in my voice. They can literally tell the alignment and the joy that's there as I've cultivated it and started to work in this world of law of attraction and flow, which is what flow with intention, of course, is all about. You can actually hear the same shift, or I can sense it personally, in the people that have taken the course. This is not necessarily true of those that are just listening to the show, but those that have taken the course and seen these shifts and gone deeper into this work, like I said, there's tons of content for you to dive into. It can be palpable in their voices as well and their energy field. So it's so cool. But Let me quickly at the top of this one talk about alignment. Alignment is feeling good, as good as you can feel in this present moment. So if you're feeling really, really bad, what feels like relief from feeling terrible is better than terrible. So in that, that might be the alignment you might get that day. So if you're feeling depressed that day, you might just get to anger. That is higher on the energetic emotional scale, though it's not a great emotion to have. It's still higher than depression, which has no energy. So I'm not saying that alignment is angry. I'm in alignment now. I'm so angry. But just to like point out right from the start, alignment is feeling in alignment with your intuition, your inner being, your soul, whatever you want to call that part of you that's peaceful all the time. But if you are in a place that's really disconnected. So if you're feeling really bad, that's a sign you're disconnected from that peaceful place within you. You're looking for relief. You're looking for an emotion that feels beyond the one you're currently at, typically. Now, when you're feeling really good, then it might be more subtle. If you're already feeling good, it might be going from, I'm feeling pretty good to, wow, the feeling I feel is like energy pouring through my veins. That feeling is typically what I love to feel, but everyone has kind of a core 
set point, I find, as they work on feeling good and what that feeling of feeling good is for them can be different. So some people, it's really a peaceful, smooth, flowing energy. That's awesome if that's your flow. For me, it's more excitement. I love the energy coursing through my veins. That's something that I easily and naturally have cultivated the ability, just like a muscle, to get to. Some people have really defined calves. Other people have really great biceps. Other people find getting a six-pack impossible, and others have always had one. So you got to just figure out what's your natural makeup? What's your natural aligned emotion? And it's not about always hitting it every day. Like I said, you can always just get from where you are to a slightly better feeling relieving place beyond it. So going from depression to anger, that's still a better move than staying in depression. But the idea of it is finding things in the present moment that feel good. What feels good to you right now? And when I do flow, you'll hear it if you take the class, you can do anything, guys. Like truly, I'm recognizing how many ridiculous stories humans have about what can be possible and what cannot be possible when it comes to feeling good. It's really the story you tell yourself about when you're allowed to feel good versus when you're not allowed to feel good. And actually, this morning is a great example of that for myself, though I typically will spend many hours aligning and which is, like I said, doing whatever feels good. That's the daily practice, guys. For me, that's eating chocolate in the morning and also drinking about four, four Sigmatics. That's the first thing I love starting with. I also love some online classes I'm taking right now personally that are private for me and I'm enjoying that for my experience right now. Those are things that are most aligning to me. I also, for 2017, read about five to six hours a day, highlighted in notebooks and wrote down almost every single thing that I learned that was alignment for me in that year. This year, it is going from knowledge to experience, so I'm not as interested in that. What's aligning for me is listening, obviously, to Abraham videos and listening to other inspiring content, that kind of thing. It's just what feels good to you, but don't put boundaries on what feels good to you. You can watch Netflix in the morning. You can eat chocolate in the morning. The only reason you say you can't is because you tell yourself you can't. So do the things that feel good. And then once you've got that juice going, once you have that energy flowing, you're eventually going to feel inspired to leap into an action. And it may not be in the same way you're used to. It may not be from this effort, motivation, and force mentality that we've grown up with because of our society's level of consciousness so far. You can let all of that go. When you have alignment, your intuition, inner being, that thing within you is going to leap you towards what is in your best and highest interest. My morning this morning is a great example. Even though I didn't leap into an alignment state, what is interesting is that I've been waking up earlier and earlier, very naturally, and I've been getting so much joy from it drinking my mochas and eating my chocolate before anyone else is up, that it's been so cool. And today I naturally woke up about 4.40 or 4.45. This is wild because for many years of this alignment time, my alignment was waking up at 7, 7.30, whenever I naturally woke up. It's not about setting an alarm for me anymore. It's about what's aligning for me. If you do not have this type of situation, I got questions about that, I will also say, Go listen to your intuition. Go right to it, guys. The answers for your situation, if you have kids, a job, and other obligations that you're having, go right to your intuition about what's right for you. So if you have to get up at a certain time, but you're really a night owl, go to justlively.com slash intuition. Write to your intuition. That's where I explain how to do so. The answers you need for your situation are in you. They're not in me. They're not in anyone else. They're not in your mom. They're not in Alan Watts. They're not in Abraham Hicks. They are inside of you and you can access them. 
Go ask the questions. And the biggest thing I'd suggest is to keep asking questions. So many people will write a question to their intuition and then go, I don't know what that means, and stop asking. That's the perfect invitation to say, what does that mean, intuition? When I hear this phrase, if I'm not understanding it, I say, What does that mean? How can I see this differently? Can you explain this another way? This is an unending, constant stream of insight and information and wisdom that you have inside of you. So for your situation, if you don't wanna wake up at 440 or whatever, write to your intuition and find out how you can have the awareness and alignment that your intuition already has about your situation. It's not gonna tell you, for example, if your kids are crying, even if you don't feel like getting up, it would feel worse to you not to get up if your kid is crying in the middle of the night. Even though you feel like sleeping in, that wouldn't actually be aligning. I know that sometimes a common thing is like, well, I don't wanna get up, I wanna sleep, but they need me. Well, really, if it comes down to, do you let the kid cry for the rest of the night or do you get up and help them? even though there is some conflict in you. The deeper conflict is to just let them typically cry the rest of the night if they need you. So you actually would, and your inner being would want you to get up. It would feel worse to not do so. So you gotta find the peaceful understanding your intuition has in that moment to find the access within yourself. But going back to my morning, I woke up at 4.40, and this is extra early, even for me. And there was no reason for me to get up that early because of any meetings going on in the US. But what was interesting is the thing that I flowed into from that state was checking Instagram. By the way, if it's not misaligning for you to check Instagram in the morning, you could do that if that's an aligning practice for you. If it takes you out of alignment to see everything every woman's doing, don't do it. It's all about what feels good to you. For me, I have curated my Instagram so that whenever and whoever I'm seeing, all of those experiences and people and stories they're sharing and energy feel good to me. So it's not actually a negative place for me to be. Isn't that interesting? You guys, we tell so many stories about what's right or wrong or should or shouldn't. I check Instagram in the morning it's aligning because I've already curated it to be an aligning experience based on who and the content I'm following. So I look at it and I see a comment and it says JessLively.com is down. Now, currently, if you were to look as I'm recording this, I think it's still down. But I didn't know that when I went to bed the night before, but I woke up finding this out and was able because it is so early in the U.S. at that time of the morning here. I'm a day ahead of you guys in the U.S., I was able to call and have no issues with support. I didn't have to worry about hours of support or going, oh my gosh, is it past 5 p.m. Eastern, all that sort of stuff. I naturally woke up. I was totally awake. It was funny because I thought, I don't even have to be awake right now. But in that totally awake state, I was like, well, I want to be up. And here I am. Here I have something that needs my attention. Now, was it super fun Not so much, honestly. It wasn't the most fun thing to fix, but at least I had full energy and I actually didn't resent being awake or actually working on it. It's like my inner being was like, Jess, time to wake up now. You have something to go do. And I didn't know what that thing was to do when I woke up. I just knew it was aligning for me to get up at that time. But then I flowed into something that I could address. So even though I didn't spend three hours, four hours, seven hours aligning before that moment, Actually, it's kind of like the momentum of my own inner being and alignment and awareness are flowing me naturally into things that need to be dealt with, for example, in this case. So that's an example, but basically do things that make you feel fun. Get up early to have time for yourself before you go make time for others. Because when you make time for yourself to feel good, for things that make you feel good, and you're not waiting for other people to make you feel good, 
That's when you have something to offer other people. It's when you have done what you want to do to fill your cup up that you have something to offer the world. Thinking that you are run down, worn out, and exhausted is not a tool or recipe for you giving anything of value to anyone else. You can't give what you don't have. If you have your own alignment, you can uplift others, but you can't vibrate for them at the same time. So it's very interesting. You cannot make someone else happy, but your own alignment, your own energy, your own vibration is palpable. And if someone is open to it, they can feel uplifted from you, but it's really up to them. I actually get a lot of comments on Instagram about how the show is actually an aligning practice for some people listening to the show. Well, that's because you're in the receptive mode of my energy enough for this to be an uplifting experience for you. So anyways, that's a very long answer to the first question, but I think it's a good one to sort out right from the start. Now let's move on. Now we have Bisbee Steph who said, any tips for figuring out ways to get into alignment on a consistent basis? I haven't figured out any tried and true practices to get into alignment and would love to have some consistency. Okay, this is cool. Ah, these are good guys because I think... The level that I'm understanding this stuff now is so exciting for me personally, and hopefully it will resonate for you guys. And I have to be very aware. I have had this in my own head too. Okay, humans in the less conscious state love routine. It feels safe because you know it. You're familiar with it. You've done it every day for a year, a month, a week, your whole lifetime. Whatever this thing is, that consistency feels safe, even if it's crap, even if it's a bad relationship. Think back to maybe you or someone you know had a bad relationship for a really long time. And it's like, even though it wasn't serving them in any real way, it was consistent and safe and routine. And breaking that felt scarier than staying in something that didn't feel good. It's kind of that boiling hot water frog in the pot scenario. Okay, so what I wanna say about getting into alignment on a consistent basis I check in with myself a little bit about the Four Sigmatic Mocha stuff in this example. I still love my Four Sigmatic Mochas, but I recognize that what typically happens is I will have a very aligning experience in one day. Like I remember this one day I was talking to my friend Eileen on the phone and I was drinking the warm Four Sigmatic Mocha and I was in such alignment. And then my brain, my human brain, associated the mocha and how good it felt, and how I felt in that moment, and then always was looking to recapture that feeling in drinking it in the future, going forward. So what you're kind of feeling is what it seems like, and you may not actually be thinking this, but here's what's going on in my head. What I see is not necessarily you, Steph, but just put an example of a human named, I don't know, Amy. Poor Amy. If there's any Amys out there, this isn't necessarily you either. But let's just say Amy really wants consistent alignment. What she's really saying is I want to find an experience that's super aligning and then I want to do it the rest of my life and always get the same amount of alignment out of it as I did in this peak experience. That's consistent alignment. If I find the thing that at one time makes me epically happy, then I want to do that same thing every single day the same way so that I can get the same consistency, the same routine of alignment, but your inner being, your intuition is not leading you to a life of routine. It's not leading you to a life of non-growth. It's not leading you to a life of safety. It wants you to grow. You're a growth-seeking being. So even though there will be consistent parts of your life, I'm not saying you won't have the joy of routine. I still do love drinking my mochas, but sometimes I have to check in and go, 
in this moment on Tuesday at 4.32 p.m. or, you know, 9.32 a.m., is another mocha the most aligning thing? Or am I just thinking back to three months ago when I talked to Eileen on the phone and I'm hoping to get that kind of alignment on this moment three months later? And it, my inner being three months later might go, Jess, and maybe in three months from now, I might say, Four Sigmatic Mochas are so last month. Stop drinking them. It's not aligning anymore. You have to stay alert and aware to what's bringing you alignment now in the present moment. I know the human part of us wants to find this magic pill it can take unendingly every single day in the same way to get the same magical results, but the part of it is that it's magic for a reason. It's because in that moment, that's exactly what your body or your emotions or your next inspired step is calling you to. That's when you feel that magical alignment, not from the routine of doing the same thing. Does this make sense? So make sure to recognize that your alignment is going to spike very high when what you're doing is in alignment with what your intuition wants you to grow into next or what it's trying to bring you to next. Okay, so it may not always be the same thing. It's not about the consistency of the routine or the way, basically, to get into alignment is not the key. It's not the routine. It's not the thing. It's the tapping into the awareness consistently and routinely to in this present moment, what is the aligning action for me to take? Does that make sense? (sighs) Okay. The alignment is from the inspired action of the present moment. That's the consistency too. What is going to make me most happy now? What is going to make me most happy now? What is going to make me most happy now? and always recognizing that may change. It's not the consistency of the action you take. That's gonna change. Potentially, it'll be the same thing for a long time and then it'll shift. Like for example, I started noticing after 2017, I happily studied six days a week, five to six hours a day. That was aligning for me. It was amazing and honestly, it gave me everything I need to know to teach C-School. It is something that was necessary. I didn't know at the time I was going to create C-School, by the way, may I also say it was pure joy because there was no ulterior motive to use it really in any way. Obviously, I was already teaching flow. So it wasn't like I needed all this other stuff like RTT and all the trainings and stuff that I learned, like the brainwave stuff, all that's coming into C-School now. But that was not necessary nor taught in flow. It was just my joy of that moment. But once I kept reading and studying at coffee shops, I started to notice I didn't feel the same experience of excitement. And so I stopped doing it because my inner being is like, Jess, you got that information. You know it. Now I want to experience to a new level than ever before. So now what's aligning for me is learning how to let go of my mind. That's most aligning for me now. So it's the consistency to what is right and most aligning and feels the best right now that I'm trained to. And I'd ask you, Steph, train yourself to ask that question consistently. Do the very different, winding, unexpected, sometimes routine, but often not things that come from the answering of that question. Okay, so now we have one Jeanette said, hi, Jess, what do you do to flow between your alignment activities before work and your work? I somehow think that I'll be on alignment activities all work hours, leaving little or no time to work. Okay, you're talking to an Abrahamster. Will your inner being tell you to do the same thing I'm going to tell you to do? Maybe not. 
Probably not. So go right to your intuition for your situation. But you ask me about my situation. So I take this stuff to an extreme. Why? Because I'm curious to see if it works the way that Abraham Hicks has shared it does. So I always just said, let's just try it. Let's just see if I really did it to the level that they're saying what will happen. That's aligning for me, okay? If this is not aligning for you to do it to this extreme, don't do it to this extreme. But there's a quote that I always think about from them that I've seen shared on their Instagram many moons ago. I can't find it off the top of my head, but I'll just kind of paraphrase here for you. They say, I'm gonna get really, really, really happy and do whatever I have time for after that. That is literally my motto. I'm gonna get as aligned as I can and I'll do whatever I have time for after that. Now for me, in the last few years, that has looked like aligning throughout the day, like I said, for 2017, that was studying. Now it's more allowing and meditating and letting go and surrendering to the present moment and whatever that is than studying. But it still has some elements of studying too. It's just kind of in a different way. I'm not memorizing stuff so much as I'm just letting go and learning how to let go more and more and more. But that's still kind of a growth experience for me. So I'm still kind of learning just in a new way, learning how to experience. But either way, the point is what I do is I actually just find all the alignment that I can. And then when I'm feeling ready, eventually it launches me into wanting to do other things. So for example, one of the things I do a lot is appreciate. I do rampages of appreciation, which are very simple. I just type out things I appreciate on my computer almost for an hour now a day, not every single day, just when I'm at a coffee shop, instead of reading and writing, I'm usually just typing out things I appreciate for about an hour. I appreciate this coffee cup. I appreciate how beautiful this cafe is. I appreciate that waiter has been so nice to me and seems really happy right now. I appreciate these friends in my life. I appreciate I have plans with Ezzy on the weekend. I appreciate blah, blah, blah. Just for an hour. I just write out things that I appreciate. And what's interesting as I've done this more and more and do it for so long now is that in the typing of it, as I'm doing it, it's almost kind of weirdly a little bit of like a meditation, but my brain is active in the vibration of appreciation. And every now and then I notice in my day while I'm doing this, let's say in the afternoon, the impulse or the idea drops in my mind to go, oh, I should message so-and-so about that. Or, oh, there's that email I should reply to. Oh, I should order that makeup I wanted to get. Whatever it is, little impulses will drop in as I'm appreciating. And now what I'll do is I'll actually jump out of the dock, go do whatever the little impulse is, and then come back into it. So sometimes as I'm appreciating or doing these other aligning activities, the impulse, the inspired impulse and action to go reply to something or do some kind of work-related activity will pop in and drop into my alignment activity. But it's kind of weaving in and out of it. Again, totally different than how I used to run my life, but also still basically just doing what I have time for after that. So I don't work very much, but as I get aligned, I find the energy alignment of alignment works so well. You don't have to work as hard. And I've talked about this many times in many ways on the show, Flow With Intention, we talk even more about this, but when you get the energy right, the effort you have to take is far less. As Abraham says, humans, we love you so much. You guys, we are just, we're moving out of a really, really old and ineffective way of doing life. 
simply. And I, I love that I'm saying this to you guys because I hear a lot of channeled work say it like Abraham and that's cool. But like I can tell you as a human that's still in a human body and not channeling a separate entity that's super amazing and awesome. And, you know, maybe Joe's in here somehow, but maybe Joe's actually me. Who the hell knows? But basically, guys, humans have just been living a very meager existence. They have. We think we haven't because we have plastic and we have, you know, technology. We have iPhones and stuff. But really, we're efforting so much more than we have to. And when we do take the leap to step out of what we've been brainwashed, literally brainwashed, and it's not like, oh, this is a horrible thing. It's just that when you're young, you're in a subconscious state all the time. So when you were told to work hard and hustle like I was by my dad when I was in kindergarten at soccer, then I did it. I was like, oh, I get love and appreciation if I hustle, if I just run really hard and I try as hard as I can and I put all of my self-worth into this sporting activity, I'll get love from my dad. I grew up with that. I grew up working hard knowing that for me from a very young, impressionable, subconscious state, that that's the way that you get what you want. You get the things you want and you get the love you want. So many people are still living out that same program. Was my dad a bad person for saying that? No. Did he work very hard? Yes. Did he get some results from that? Yes. We had a very nice life. But I can tell you, I've been working on the energy instead of all that hard work and undoing all of that. And I'll tell you that my business doubles and doubles and doubles. And now it's far beyond what I ever thought possible and possibly whatever my family has even possibly in the past had access to, which is wild, wild. And I'm not saying that. It almost feels weird to even say that. My ego's like, whoa, you can't surpass your family. You know what? If you get your alignment right, guys, there's literally no limit and you don't have to effort as hard. I'm an example of that and it wasn't an overnight thing. It was about a releasing and a consistency. It's the doubling and the doubling and the doubling that's happening and it's not because of my efforting. And I did have some level of effort and hard work up to the point where I knew better. And what I'd love for you guys to do is recognize wherever you are, you've gotten there mostly through some alignment, which is great, and all also a lot of effort that probably impossibly wasn't always necessary, but it was compensating for the misalignment of action. So as you lean into the practice or the experimentation really of seeing if this stuff can work for you and how it works for you, the more you double down on your energy and watch the results, the more amazed I believe you will be. But of course, as always, I am still just following my inner being, my intuition, and you should do the same for you. Do not follow your ego. Do not follow your humanness. Do not follow your old subconscious programming from your parents. God bless them, but let them go. Live your own life. Let go of any teacher you've heard. Let go of me. Go right to your intuition. Go do this for yourself, with yourself, because everything you want It's on the path for you. You just have to be in the receptive mode to find out where it is. And when you're in a good mood, when you're in alignment, when you're feeling good, you're more likely to accept and act on the impulses from that frequency that match that feeling. So more comes to you than matches that feeling. Well, for me, I feel so good. I feel totally free. I feel like there are no limitations. That's something before I left my house in Michigan that I grasped. I was new to the Abraham stuff, but I knew enough to know and accept the story, really, the story that there are no limitations. Now, a lot of people are going to go, Jess, that's not true. Well, you're telling a story that says that's not true. And so you're going to create a reality that reflects to you the truth of your belief because everybody's a sovereign being. Everyone's consciousness is creating the reality they're 
focused on. If you focus on a different story, you'll focus and create a different reality. It's the consistency of that focus on what you want versus what you see that's very hard. It's about reversing the evidence of the senses. From my 2017 studies that I think was Charles F. Hanel. He wrote that in the Master Key System, I think. And I wrote that down and burned that into my brain. It's about reversing the evidence of the senses. The old human consciousness that's efforting so hard is telling itself that when it has X, Y, or Z, it's going to be happy. When I make the goal, my dad will be happy and then I'll get the love I want, so I'll be happy. When I work hard and get that money, then I'll be able to take that trip and then I'll be happy. So what it's doing is putting the cart before the horse. You know, it's just backing everything up. If you can recognize the only reason Abraham 101, you want anything is because you think you'll feel better in the having of it. And you recognize the tapping into the feeling better, the alignment is the whole thing. And then other things of the same frequency will flow to you or you will act to a level that then brings those things to you. It's literally power versus force, guys. It's coming to you and through you. It's not like it's out there and you need to go to it. And I would just also, you're going to look at Instagram and see 17 different points of view, and all of them are right for their reality, by the way. So no one's wrong. They're all creating the reality based on their mindset. Because your consciousness as a sovereign being is going to create its reality because it's the ability as a consciousness to do so. It's not actually nearly as impartial as Newtonian physics would lead you to believe. When you get into the quantum, when you get into this awareness you start to see that there's so much more to this story than the five sensory experience we've been trained thus far to experience. It doesn't mean that's all there is. It's just like saying to a bee that ultraviolet rays don't exist. Yes, they do. They see them. We can't, but that doesn't mean they don't exist. There's so much to this. This is the same thing. I'm guessing if you're listening at this point of the show, obviously you're on board with this because I probably have driven away everybody that would be against learning or listening or opening themselves up to what's beyond what they were trained to see or trained to believe. And so when you see someone share about hard work and effort, I would always ask you to consider two things. One is the person that's telling you to work hard. Let's say it's an Instagram inspiring quote by Tony Robbins or I don't know, Jim Rohn, whoever, whatever it is. I'm not trying to call out any names specifically. Are they in alignment with working hard? So is their joy the work they're doing? They're going to tell you to work hard because the results they've gotten from the alignment and the effort are giving them that result. But you have to recognize they love the work that they're doing so much that that's part of their alignment time. If I ask Gary Vaynerchuk, what's your alignment time? He'd be like basketball, working out, and then working and hustling because he loves his people and the team and all the stuff. He gets an alignment working 32 hours a day. That's his alignment time. For me, I like doing things that have nothing to do with it. And then I spend one to two hours doing the things that I would consider work. I'm sorry I'm not answering tons of questions and just kind of rambling, but I feel like what I'm sharing hopefully is useful for you. What's cool about this too with this aligning thing is it truly doesn't matter what it is. It could be knitting blankets. It just happened for 2017 for me to be studying stuff. But when I found the concept of C-School hit me and it literally came to me, I didn't even force myself to think of it. It came to me and when it came, I realized all the studying I'd done for the last two years was leading me to be the perfect person to do it. I didn't have the idea and then I had to go study for two years. 
out of my joy of alignment, I had become the person that had all the knowledge from a place of joy and non-agenda. There was no agenda as I was studying it to teach it in that way. I wasn't against the idea of sharing it, but I never directly had any thought. It was truly what is going to make me happy. I I promise you, I would never work that much. (laughs) If I called it work, I never would have done it that much. And I think partially once I got the C-School idea, I no longer needed to study anymore because now the story in my head story is that it's work if I'm studying. And I don't want to work that hard. I don't want to work that much. I just want to do things that are aligning. So it was actually a beautiful thing. I would not have been working on Saturdays. I would not have been doing it for so long if I thought it was related to something my ego thought was a part of my work identity. It was truly part of my joy. And out of that, I actually think a lot of people are going to find that the things that bring them alignment purely from the bliss of the alignment will sometimes just always be for them, like decorating for me. Just love it. Don't need to do it directly for any other clients. But that is one example of alignment. And there's mochas aren't going to, you know, although actually I guess they're a sponsor. So it sort of helps out my company or my business in a way. But you're also, I think more and more people are going to find that they're going to start writing or they're going to start painting or they're going to start doing other creative things in their aligning time. And sometimes, not on all subjects, they're going to find something amazing come out of it that's going to affect a relationship, a career, or some kind of other aspect of their life. They never would have imagined, and it came from this very pure place of joy, no agenda necessary. The minute the agenda was attached with C-School was the minute it took the joy out of the studying. Now it's work. And that, I'm so appreciative that I got the idea after I'd done all of the years of study. So now it's truly something I can transform into something useful, but was from a pure and self-aligned for my personal self place. I don't know. That's all I can really honestly say about that. But let's continue. Little or no time to work yet. Jeanette, I really don't, just going back to your original question, work that much. But if you look back on it, all that aligning of five to six hours a day for six days a week for 2017 was ended up being what you could consider work in 2018, but I didn't get that idea until end of December. So I would never have called that work, but it was something that then later influenced my work. And I think more and more people are going to find that to be true as they go deeper in their own journey for themselves, but not in every subject. So I don't want to set that up as a have to. It's just something I think will happen more often. Okay, now we have Steffi King. You said, hi, Jess. How would you describe the difference between being in alignment and channeling Joe? Is Joe the same as your intuition? And if not, how do the two differ? Steffi, I don't know. I have not even really, to be honest, I I probably could go try to figure this out more. I haven't bothered. I don't really care. All I know is I hear a voice inside of me whenever I ask a question that I get a peaceful, true, wise, sometimes even like far, well, always far beyond the capacity of my own current human consciousness perspective. I don't care if it's a guide. I don't care if it's intuition. I don't care if it's an inner being. I don't care if it's a soul. All I know is I hear a voice and I like what it says and I choose to follow it. So I haven't bothered. Maybe one day I will try to peel it apart. But for now, it's not important to me. What's important to me is to ask and communicate with it. So now we have Jesse Jacobs who said, when poising yourself to take a quantum leap and prepare yourself for the potential chaos, what tools do you use to push through that fear? Writing to my intuition, Joe, or whatever you want to call that inner being. So I 
write questions and I ask, why am I afraid? How can I not be afraid? How can I do this differently? How can I have peace about the situation? I ask those kinds of questions. Oh my gosh, by the way, guys, I didn't even tell you this ever on the show, but we've done an intuition intensive. So if you're still listening and you're curious on this whole intuition thing, I actually did, I think it was about seven or 10 hours of work with people and helped them do this for themselves. So there are dozens of people in this and you can actually go to jesslively.com slash shop. Go to the intuitions intensives and you can watch me do this with dozens of people live. So you can see the recordings of that. And in there, you'll see many questions that I ask. And I actually do the questioning and everybody else does the listening to their own intuitions, inner beings, channels, guides, whatever they're hearing from. I ask the questions based on what they want to know more about. And they stay in the receptive mode and tell the answers. And we talk about how they can apply it. So if you really want to see this with many other people than myself or just that slash intuition thing, go over to the intuition intensive. It might be something you might want to watch and it'll definitely help you know much more about how to do it for yourself because you'll see so many different people experience it so differently. Okay, so now we have Emily Hardy Photography who said, I'm still struggling with how to tell the difference between listening to my intuition or just telling myself what I think I want to hear. Can you explain more? I'm gonna send you over to jesslively.com slash intuition or go to jesslively.com slash shop because of the intuition intensive and the exact subject of that in there. I'll go much deeper than I will in this episode. Now we have NMH who said, I've tried for months now to sit quietly, write, talk, type, anything and everything that comes with my intuition and hear nothing. I feel a nervous feeling throughout my body, but have never heard anything. No voice, no sense of direction, no image. Do you have any suggestions for what I can do? Thanks for all your insight. Love both of the classes of flow I've taken. That's awesome. If you're hearing nothing, but you're feeling nervousness throughout your body, that is a sign that you're not in the receptive mode because you really just simply need to take a deep breath and allow. So if this is happening for you, I would focus now for the current period of time on alignment and meditation. Just start on those things for a while. You can also just trust and tell your inner being, you know, hey, I'm not hearing anything right now, but I'm open. So show me, I've got my eyes open. If you wanna communicate with me through talking or typing, cool. If you wanna show me a sign, if you wanna show me a special number, you can make up a communication tool with your inner being. For me, I love seeing alignment in numbers. When I see a repetitive sequence of numbers, maybe it's one, two, three, or three, 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 or five, five, whatever it is, on whatever I'm looking at that has numbers, that's a little indication to me. It's kind of like a text message from my inner being <laughs> that I'm on the right path, that I'm doing a good job, that I'm feeling aligned. So all of those things, it's just a little pick me up. It's an Easter egg in my daily life that I love and appreciate. It's a sign that I use. Some people use birds to communicate with their intuition. Whatever you choose, you're creating your own reality. So you're gonna be able to receive in that mode. So you can just tell your inner being, hey, if you don't want to communicate with me through talking or typing, that's cool. I'd love if I, obviously it's not going to flow right now to do it, but I would love to see if I could work with you and help you because a lot of people feel this way. And then I really find that what they're doing is they're thinking more than listening. The biggest thing you need to do is listen. Just like you're listening to me right now. You're not thinking about what I'm going to say. You're listening to what I'm saying. That's the same mode you need to be in when you're listening and talking to your intuition. You have to allow it to come through, not be nervous about it coming through. Like I said, I would focus on alignment. I would trust that it can show up in other ways. It doesn't have to be only in that. So it can show you a sign or make it very clear through an emotion or an aha moment for you or something like numbers. So either way will work. Just be open to anything that comes. 
Now we have Jacqueline Cook who said, I keep having a scary negative thought that even when I'm vibing high, it pops into my head. What advice do you give to someone like me? How can we remain super attractors even when we're anxiety prone? Jacqueline, don't worry. I love this question because I've had it too. Don't worry if the negative thought pops on your head. I have that about here. I have, uh, there's some pretty wild spiders here in Australia and I've had a huntsman in my apartment the first week I got here and this was a year ago, but I have had literally no bugs to speak of in my apartment. Thank God. There's, you know, some apartments, they can get them. I haven't, but sometimes at night, I'll have the thought of a spider, like a big one like that, coming into my head. And I have the same thought you're having. Oh my gosh, I don't want to attract a spider in my apartment just from thinking about it. I just relax. I also remember Abraham always says that you have 16 seconds to really create a strong vibration or a set mood about something. So if one random thought comes in, don't worry about it. Really, no matter what's showing up, even if it is after 16 seconds, you're like, oh gosh, now I've created a state for myself. Don't worry. The, the worry is the problem. It's not the thought. It's then the perpetuation of the negative feeling about the fact that you had the thoughts. It's a problem. So just let the thoughts come in and go, thank you for leaving now. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. That's not a negative. That's an appreciation. And it doesn't mean you're going to attract because you appreciate. What you're doing is not adding more weight or more focus on it. You're getting back to the vibration of appreciation, which will attract things that you do actually appreciate. Don't worry. It's not going to stay stuck. All right. So now we have Emily DG907 who says, I'm struggling with feeling like I'm not ready or can't handle the things I'm manifesting in my life, even though there are things I have wanted for a long time. Oh, okay. This is great. I think this is a recommendation for a book. Go read The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. I think that's going to be the answer you're looking for. And last but not least for today's episode, we have Kay McRowell who said, what do you recommend taking with you or doing to prepare for an Abraham Hicks event? I'm going to an event in May and want to make sure that I'm in alignment and prepared to fully experience the day. Enjoy it. That's it. Get into alignment before you go if you can. Bring something like a notebook. I don't think they give you a notebook. So if you want to take notes, you can that way. And then also bring a scarf or a sweater or something like that because typically the event spaces are, and actually this goes for any conference you go to, typically they make the event spaces very cool. I guess because of the body heat for so many people being in the same room, but typically it's a very cold event. So bring something cozy to be warmed up with and your favorite alignment drink. That's about it. All right, guys, thank you guys so much for your questions. I've only scratched the surface of them. Obviously, I went really deep in some of the first questions, and I hope this has served you. It's so fun to be able to just share with you guys from my you know, perspective right now after doing this stuff for so long. It's so cool to be able to kind of pull apart pieces of it that I've noticed for myself especially that hopefully will be useful for you guys and to just be able to present all of this stuff from the example of someone who's still a human and not channeling this magical entity that like Abraham as an example that feels so far removed from where we are that I can show you as an example of someone that's applied all of that stuff and seen amazing results and can say truly that I live this and it works. It's a story I had to shift to. So if you are telling a story that it won't work for you, just know you're going to create that reality. You're right, it won't. If you tell yourself a story that it won't, it won't. Because you are a sovereign being that creates your own reality, you're going to be right no matter what story you tell. So you might as well choose a story that's fun for you to experience in this lifetime. 
that's truly all I can say is that you get to choose the story you're going to tell and out of that consciousness of that story and out of your own vibration and emotional alignment with or out of alignment with your intuition, you're going to have an experience that's going to reflect back to you the truth of who you are emanating or how you are emanating in that moment. That's about it. And the cool thing is once you realize that and you shift to something that's more fun and light and easy, you will see it's possible. But it will not necessarily happen overnight because we're not very good at reversing the evidence of the senses yet. We're still better at looking at something and then having a feeling about it than having a feeling and then looking out into the world to find things that match it. And over time, that sustained vibration before it's happened creates that reality. So there you guys have it. If you want to find me over on Instagram, Snapchat, or Twitter, you can find me at Jess C as in Consciousness Lively. And for show notes for this episode, head over to JessLively.com slash alignment questions. Before I share what I'm up to next here in Sydney, I'd like to talk about today's sponsor, FreshBooks.com. FreshBooks is awesome. You guys have heard me talk about it. And this morning, besides just the site having to be addressed, I also had my bookkeeper mention that our Chase accounts, the credit cards that are importing automatically all the time to FreshBooks stopped working. Not from FreshBooks' fault, but from something Chase did. So I called FreshBooks to get help to fix it this morning as well. Again, thank you for getting up at 5 a.m. interbeing. <laughs> so I was still on the North American time zones. But when I called, I literally called their customer service and it didn't even ring. She picked up before the phone could even ring. It was someone that I could understand so easily, so amazing, so fun to talk to. And was like, yeah, no problem. We'll get on it. Think Chase changed something. We're going to put in this to the team that works on this stuff and we'll get back to you by the end of the week. Like totally easy fun and interestingly contrasting that with our hosting provider and the situation and the customer service call I had right before, it just continued to amaze and remind me why I love FreshBooks as much as I love Four Sigmatic. These brands, you guys, that I have on the show, I have to love them this much and it's true. I really do love it. If you want to try FreshBooks and enjoy it as much as I love a Four Sigmatic mocha, hopefully you like it too. You can get a free 30-day trial for bookkeeping software over at freshbooks.com slash lively. I hope you love it as much as I do. Now for what I'm up to next, it's Anzac Day today, which is here a holiday in Australia. So I'm going to the Blue Mountains with my friend Ezzie Spencer, who you guys have heard here on the show, and just kind of exploring and being out in nature. So that's pretty exciting after a pretty full morning doing other things for the company. Until next week, may something wonderful happen to you today. Today.